0: The Westworld Theory Cast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Go to Cufflinks.com right now and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. Cufflinks.com is the men's accessory marketplace. They aim to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each and every day. Now, We all know that there's a coronavirus going around and we want everyone to be safe and happy. And a lot of things have been canceled, okay? And a lot of sales that Cufflinks had have been canceled too, NCAA, things like that. But they have now put over 700 items on their sale page to get a great discount while people are planning that next outing with their friends. When this all clears up, and you go out you're still gonna have to look good so head over to cufflinks.com today we wish you and your family well have a great day enjoy
1: the show all right okay cool all right okay cool cool. Welcome back to the Westworld Theorycast. Today you've got the cleanup techs coming in together to close out the week. My name is Gina Giacchetti and my co-hosts are Tim Hines and Andy Theobald. We're here to round up the trash, the missed pieces, things undiscussed, and things we think that are completely wrong with other podcasts we've listened to this week. But we're going to tidy things up the best we can. And today we'll be discussing Westworld Season 3, Episode 6, Decoherence. And if you want to find out more about us, you can go to DVRpodcast.com. So how is everyone doing today?
2: Well, I am fantastic. I just... Uh, a few hours ago, the NFL draft round one was on and it was a, a totally new format, almost like the old, old days by phone. And, but you know, this was with internet and stuff, but it was fun to watch. And I tried the app um, house party for the first time with Axel Heath, uh, Grandpa James, uh, and A Hustler. And we watched our teams, you know, get picks that we were all very happy about I, I myself am a bucks fan and we got a phenomenal uh offensive tackle and i'm happy so that coupled with this episode of this show is is uh leave me feeling pretty good
1: all right andy how are you doing
3: well i am um, uh i got out of the we're recording at what 11 45 at night, and I just got out of the tractor about an hour ago. We're knee deep in planting, oh. so I am exhausted. So if I start, if I fall asleep or, or start snoring, just mute me, and I'll, I'll I'll wake up in the morning and deal with it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, at least, at least you're not in the tractor cab recording. Oh,
3: oh yeah, that that would be bad. That would be real bad.
1: Be a lot, of, <laughs> lot of background noise.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there would be a nice loud hum over the entire podcast. So
1: I see. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, but I should, I am actually happy though, because I get to sit out, even though it's in a tractor, it's in a nice glass cab and it's, I get a lot of sun and it's outside and it's not stuck in my house like I think everybody else on this podcast is. Well,
2: yeah. according to today's uh, presidential press briefing, the sun <laughs> will kill everything. So we're, we're on the way. Well, I should be safe in the tractor then. Yeah. <laughs> You
1: should be. And yeah. also there was a recommendation to inject yourself with disinfectant or bleach. That's so right. That's the other wise word. I think I'll pass on that one.
2: And and to get <laughs> get solar solar rays into the skin somehow. Like if, yeah. yeah, which
1: UV I, I, yeah. UV rays Infected into your body.
2: Interesting. It's very very it, this is that's actually harder scientific stuff that yeah, I didn't realize in didn't all really of Westworld.
3: Yeah, I didn't realize you we were going to get so scientific in the beginning of this episode. I, I like it. Well,
1: uh, <laughs> you know, it's always worth discussing questions that any average five-year-old would ask. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. Where's, where's,
2: where's James Delos when we need him?
1: <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, good episode this week. I thought it was super solid. I rated it as an 8.5. What about you guys? What do
3: you think? Well, I uh Ed Harris and Tandy Newton are my two favorite actors on the show and Maeve and the man in black are my two favorite characters on the show. I loved it. My favorite episode of the season so far. I gave it a 9.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a solid rating. I went the same. I gave it a 9 as well. I mean, it it just was everything perfectly I don't know how to say this exactly without sounding awful but um, it kind of just brought all the speed and chaos that we saw this whole season that some people you know kind of said it feels like a new show it's different it brought it all back to the familiarity of true West World we got just you know obviously we got scenes from you know seeing like, like Mave. Do her thing and and reprogramming and just a lot of West like true West World. Not, um, it, it felt really comfortable, even though it was crazy. I felt very at home with this episode.
1: Yeah, no, I felt like this. Um, it was a little more true to itself. Like, even though well, I guess technically we were in Westworld for a little bit of uh, Maeve's imagination, but, but this felt more like season one in terms of, I don't know, just the technology and, and its potential. And, um, and I think that even like leads into the, the title of the show decoherence and I looked it up and I guess in scientific terms, it's uh, in physics, It's the process in which a system's behavior changes from that which can be explained by quantum mechanics to that which can be explained by classical mechanics. I don't know anything about quantum mechanics or classical mechanics, but I think kind of the key to this was, you know, um, systems behavior changes. And it's almost like, you know, Dolores has her Dolori out there. And, you know, she says, well, our, our paths have changed us. And so it's like one of her systems, it's had behavior changes that are different from what, you know, um, she, she might do in, in her Dolores self. I think, you know, the Holores or Halebot, whatever we want to call her. Definitely has had some interesting iterations, and I felt like that was almost more. I almost thought the title was more about her than it was about William, even though William had probably a lot to do with this as well. But, and it's f-
2: funny, after like really looking at the definition here, it reminded me of just what I had just said. We went so wild with the system's changes that could be explained by all these crazy scientific things back to the classical show we knew and the cla- the classic questions that the show brought up about basically Ford versus Arnold. Should we be doing these things as far as giving them consciousness and, and sentientness? Like, so that to me is like the classical mechanics. We're going back to the classical mechanics of how the show really introduced us to the big questions
1: yeah
3: the uh i have i did find one thing to add to this it's not really i don't think it's really it's just kind of a neat little i think easter egg that they put in there when i had some downtime here at work i basically went down a giant rabbit hole trying to figure out what this title meant and just trying to read about quantum mechanics which i don't understand at all but going down the quantum mechanics hole there there's another link in the show the uh when you're in in william's uh, hallucination when you see young william or the youngest child william reading the book and the book title is a book that doesn't exist but it's called sir rowan and the lady of sulan well uh, one of the forefathers of quantum mechanics name is william rowan hamilton which i thought was
2: uh-huh. probably not an accident
3: definitely yeah, but, not
2: this show is yeah. sick
3: like that i love that yeah, stuff I've, I don't even know how I found it. I just kept clicking on different links. All of a sudden, I'm like, huh, that name sounds familiar. And then I, well, yeah, so it was just a deep the, research, crazy dive.
2: But I thought it was a neat touch. From the Axel and Ken show, you, you know, Axel was kind of getting hung up on the name. He said he knew it. He heard it before. I mean, possibly in physics class, something that stuck yeah. with him. I'd, yeah.
3: and, and the guy's first name is William, too. at
1: yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, and
3: that actually got me thinking about something else, which is kind of strange. Is we've never heard what William's last name is, have we?
2: Ever? I don't think I don't so. Because everything in in like IMDb is usually yeah, Man, man in Black. They've never. I mean, we on hear that. James
3: Dalos all the time, but I don't think we've ever. Because I'm like William. That's interesting that his name was William too, and I just I don't know what that means, but it seems. Odd that we've never, I mean, even like we've heard Maeve's last name and Dolores's last name and never his. Just thought yeah. it was an interesting point to point out something That's to chew on.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is really interesting. There was something else about that book. It, it's funny what grabs different people when they're like, oh, did you see the title of that book? The thing that I focused on when we were looking at that book was the, the drawn picture of the woman on the right hand page. Which to me looked like Dolores, like it was very kind of reminiscent of Dolores, Prairie Girl. It was like long flowing hair and in a gown, and I don't know. I just kind of thought, oh, maybe this fixation with you know this type of damsel began when he was. uh, That's interesting. I didn't even notice that. Yeah,
2: I just thought it was crazy seeing a child read me being a a class (laughs) an NBR (laughs) for life.
1: uh non-book reader will forgive you i mean this one doesn't have a book to go off of so you know <laughs> you, you get a pass
2: <laughs> uh, well i mean you know so if if as far as decoherence you might hear some of the wacky things i say come off as incoherence so you know they all who's been everybody who's been sticking with us knows yeah, that can be the subtitle of
3: our, our podcast. Yeah,
1: it, incoherence of decoherence.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: totally. Um, so something about this show, and I think this is, it's kind of been this from the beginning with the host, but I feel like they're really drilling down on it this season, is like this show is really a representation, what I'm kind of thinking, to like an existential experiment or crisis. Yeah. Um, I think it's also really interesting. It's airing at this time where so many of us are like stuck at home by ourselves or just with a couple people (laughs) where you might be questioning this more, more already, but, you know, kind of this series of questions, it's who am I? Am I me? Can I live forever? Why are we here? I never had a choice. If you can't tell, does it matter? I mean it's all, you know, it's kind yeah. of Have like, you
2: ever questioned the nature of reality? All, yes.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: And then and then right. on top of that, we could add the typical uh, uh, stereotypical questions that psychologists ask you ask you as how does that make you feel?
1: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> you know, but yeah, these are these are the big questions. We've seen these basically, you know, more we, we never saw really the Arnold side, but we, we know, as Ford explained, these are the questions kind of Arnold was posing, what can we do to answer these questions when we make these hosts? Like, can we make them sentient? And, and that was the whole, you know, I guess premise of, of even this show. Like I you know, when I tell people, I think I said this bef- you know previously, maybe in a cast like what the show's about. You know, I don't go too deep, but it's, you know, so I'll say, like, it's about artificial intelligence getting consciousness and the ethical questions that will come about. And these are all those questions. I mean, you know, these are essentially questions they've said that, you know, man, man, human, woman, you know, just man in general, have been asking ourselves since the dawn of time, you know, like what's our purpose and you know we know that most animals um have like uh instinctual purposes they know you know what almost what to do by by watching and and, and also it's in them um but we you know being on a i guess you know being a, a what do you call a superior being on the planet that would have more quote-unquote brain power that we know of um we ask the hard questions and sometimes they put us into these spin cycles. Like we see William going through.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And maybe that's a good place to begin is kind of his various therapy sessions. Um, (laughs) I mean, you know, the first one we see him in, in group therapy with, all these other people that are at this re-education center, um, which is interesting. And that's actually where one of, you know, one of the questions comes up uh, that we just talked about. It was, you know, why are we here? Um, I think one of the other people brought that up and, um he gives this whole line and I'll read it. Just it's, it's kind of a long one, but, you know, he's like, humanity is a thin layer of bacteria on a ball of mud hurtling through the void. I think if there was a God, he would have given up on us long ago. He gave us paradise and we used everything up. We dug up every ounce of energy and burned it. We consume and excrete, use and destroy Then we sit here on a neat little pile of ashes, having squeezed anything of value out of this planet, and we ask ourselves, why are we here? And then he goes on, and I I can't find the exact lines he says afterwards, but it was basically, he talked about chaos, maggots, and how humans were going to destroy themselves and it was almost like they didn't deserve to be on this planet, which kind of also leads back to this whole thing. Sirach is so afraid of, which is the introduction of hosts into this society. They can't live with humans together. Um, And they're also being an outlier somewhere that will end up destroying the human race, which I think it's Caleb just kind of based on what we saw last week. So, it was kind of a very interesting non-direct tie into what we saw last week, but it seems to be heading in this direction of the extinction of humankind.
2: Yeah, it 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 brings up, you know, a lot more of the question of is this a real place? Yeah. That's that that uh,
3: I am. I'm leaning more and more that way, just by some of the stuff he even says in this. The, I mean, where they're at in, I mean, where Dolores has been all season doesn't look like it's a place that's used up every ounce of energy and mm-hmm. burned it and destroyed in a pile of ashes. Right. It looks high tech, and it looks or where all the stuff Hale has been doing that sure doesn't look like. I don't know. I. It just it. I keep think when I hear these lines I keep thinking simulation or they're in future world but I yeah. I'm, st- I'm not ready to go all that way yet but I'm I'm leaning that it's a better and better possibility of it.
1: Yeah, and that the planet they're on is not actually Earth. I I yeah. still believe that um just because I mean either it's it's not real or it's not Earth just because of a that satellite
2: meter. possibly you know something that that we're not used to it being a satellite, more like a space
1: station. It doesn't have well, to be yeah. a planet.
3: If they were on a, in a simulation, that could easily be on a satellite.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could be. And they're just plugged in. Yeah,
2: I, that, it, that line
3: I really stuck thing. out to me. That whole part did.
2: I mean, there's, yeah. there's the possibility that, you know, keep going back towards like a matrix theory, but the bodies, if, if the bodies of these people aren't just... Replications of their mind, like they're actually dormant while they have to do this. maybe the, the, those, sh- those shuttles going back and forth is some kind of food source to you know wherever their their actual physical bodies are. you know, if some of these people are real, I would think the upper crust in this that we've seen in all of this Liam and all the people at the at the ball, like all those those rich people who would have money to be in this type of situation would mm-hmm. be real. Um, and you know, there's a possibility that Serak is the programmer of this, and he keeps Rabohim on track. You know, to to, to keep his this whole thing at bay for the experiment.
3: I, and actually, it's something I hadn't thought of before either. But it would kind of go in line with the whole uh, corporate espionage thing. Maybe that, maybe Insight just or whoever this is. Maybe it's just a different company with a competing park. Like Disney World compared to Universal Studios, kind of a thing.
2: Very much so. I think that's definitely a big part of it. Like, it it could be, you know, two types of settings. We also, I mean, we saw like the China coast had where Westworld was and where, you know, all the Dellos property is. Now we're essentially on mainland US that we see most of the other stuff happen. So, it could be definitely competing technologies. And, and I've and, oh, in, in, so a world, in a world sorry. But in a world that's created to simulate ours. If it's well, not it,
3: one of the one of the big things I've I just can't quite figure out is I I've never quite got Dolores' motivation. And that's another one of the things that made me think it might be a different park or something along those lines is maybe she's trying to break out the hosts in other parks that are similar to what she was it would make sense as if she was in a narrative, it would fill in a lot of gaps of why things happen and why she seems to know everything. I mean, maybe she, is she trying to break Caleb out of something? I don't know. It's, I don't, like I said, this isn't really fleshed out, but I, I think there's a lot of stuff that might be there.
1: Well, I mean, we know that she broke people out of their loops if they're really humans or not, or hybrids. Um, you know, she, she broke them out of their loops Last episode, almost, and
2: almost exactly yeah. what Maeve did in Westworld.
1: Did she break people out of their loops though? Because she controlled them. But I feel like Dolores had more power out of breaking hosts out of their loops without programming them to. Well, do when so. she
2: woke them up and they went to the Valley Beyond, they all looked like they were just aware and out of their loops. They had no more loops to follow. They had no more directives. So okay. whatever they're doing there, um, you know, living, not living, but running their lives is almost up to them at this point. As, as far as I would assume, you know, because obviously we never went back there, revisited it. They all might've, you know, went negative square root of negative one and they're all like just walking in circles. We don't know. <laughs> Yeah. But to me, it, it gave me the the feeling that Maeve passed on what she had to them, like that open mindedness. That open pro, like I don't want to say mindedness, but like just open their programming to Broke somebody. out of the matrix. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It you know, it all it all comes back around. That's why this episode felt so good. It's just like really feels like what we faced before, what we asked ourselves before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's something I wanted to say about insight. Um, and then I've lost it in the notes, but. Uh,
3: oh, was, didn't, you, didn't you have something about how insight is the way they have it spelled is that like, like insight, violence and disruption instead yes. of insight being like something that makes you smarter or.
1: Yeah. Instead of having insight into something. Yeah. in it's in itself is contradictory to supposedly what Ciroc wants. And I mean, unless his brother named the company and his brother is this outlier that he then tried to control, but insight means to really, you know, if it means to turn things on its head, then I don't know, something seems askew even with that name and Siroc just being like, you know, we need to keep these outliers who are going to incite society at bay so he there's says, some,
2: he says it also to the yeah. to the Brazilian president they're going to incite a riot oh,
1: yeah Yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's yeah. like something's off between the name of the company and what we believe to be Ciroc's goal for this and their logo uh, mm-hmm. yeah and the logo being the maze basically mm-hmm. um, yeah I know it's like there's so many like weird little dots to try and connect. Well,
2: here's, he you know, another weird little dot. So William's therapy, right? They, we, we remember that, that conversation um, when Arnold was drawing the maze and he, you know, I think it was season two and he drew it as, a, they drew it as a pyramid first and realized it's not going up, right? As, as humanity, you got to go and look uh, as a conscious journey inward instead of upward. Well, the tie into that, the facility that William's in is called inner journeys. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so like inner journeys, the maze, we're seeing mazes everywhere. We saw it spray painted on the wall. Um, you know, we're seeing little dribs and drabs just right in front of our face and I, I can't not get hung up on this. You know, like I, it ties in so much to, to, you know, my general overall feeling of, of that. This isn't reality, complete reality. Now, how far reality might it be? I mean, there, it, it could very well be that there's hybrid type people, uh, humanity failed, and people are living more machine-like. We, you know, there's so many things, that, you know, that we don't know. It's and especially added with the fact that every time we've seen someone get shot or or cut or something, all you see is blood. You never see body parts. You never see someone, you know, get shot and human guts fall out not that that's normal but like if there was like some kind of impalement or something like a a sword going through them like it's always pretty clean always clean and it and it just reminds me of when a host would get shot or a guest that was you know in the park and nothing really happens to them you know what it's
1: yeah i'm trying to think in the very first um season, when William as Man in Black cuts the scalp off that host mm-hmm. to reveal the maze underneath the inside of the um, right. Yeah, yeah, did yep. we see brain?
2: It looked like I, I, <clears throat> I could be wrong, but I just remember like flesh, fleshy stuff. Okay. Because even if remember. they had like the brain sort of there, we know that there was a ball right underneath it.
1: And when they went back to Ford's body after the massacre massacre, and saw him dead because he was shot in the head, did we see any kind of like brain matter and stuff then either? I don't think we did.
2: I'd have well, to, I can't, have to I can't go back I for that one. That. But even if like, I, you know, Ford might have been the – you know, maybe the the one in there, uh, you know, somehow. it just yeah. That's why I'm saying, like, even in this world, there still may be some humanity in there. But I feel like most of it is AI, even if it's not as advanced as the hosts that we know of, you know, but the fact that these, you know, people were all running on loops, and then you pull out a select few outliers that, you know, it just, it seems, it's just hard to deny,
0: yeah. uh, I,
2: you know, I would love to be turned up on my head next time, you know, and be like, Holy shit, I'm wrong. Cause, because it's fun, but it just, I I just really can't get away from, from that. Angle yeah. of it.
3: There's well, a lot of breadcrumbs there.
1: Yeah. Sure. Well, And so far William is the only person who we've known to be a human throughout this series in this season. Cause we know the hosts are hosts. I'm not sure really what Liam and his father were. Maybe they're humans. I don't know. Cause, but I think they had those drip things and William clearly does not have a drip when they put that inserted that little, like, thing in his mouth, which was really
3: oh, yeah, that spider thing.
1: So it's like, are there like just different like levels and classes of humans? Like if if you have a certain amount of money, are you able to not have to get the drip? Or I mean, that's, I think that's where it's like, what's real? What's not really is confusing. Um, right.
2: Or is it an augmentation of right. the AI? Like, does it? Well, that, alt- yeah, that was one of the things I to what you were saying, Gina,
3: the, one of the things I put in here was the tech said when they in, install that thing, he said, or uh, the tech says he fits the criteria. So what is that criteria of getting
2: that thing? Well, right. the. Um, I mean, is it just because the therapist said he needs the AR well, treatment? From what I I saw online when they uh, from screenshots of his profile on his profile, it showed the same profile. That they pulled from his Westworld profile that we saw in, uh, I think season two. Oh, it's the same one. It says, ah. "It said, um, patient shows signs of depression, anger, sleep abnormalities, paranoid delusions, and hallucination. PTSD. Patient appears to be suffering from survivor syndrome and narcissistic personality disorder. And when." I, this they have it next to the same screenshot of his profile from Westworld. It said his profile was classified as a rare occurrence, and he was uh, persecutor persecutor pre wait persecutory and paranoid delusions. I don't I don't know if I said that right. P-E-R-S-E-C. persecute Persecu- like persecute basically oh, right. like, like right.
3: persecute I think
2: and paranoid delusions. So like that kind of like overall assessment she said also you know uh that he was you know fit for this so you know that kind of seems to be like the same thing
1: so, even
3: I was just, before you go off that point yeah. even with that though wouldn't that mean that 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 they have the the guest data then how else would they have that information
2: Hmm. Well, uh, oh, uh, maybe upon evaluation, I—that's—that's I, that's a tough one. Maybe Dolores put that in the, in the system. She was there. Yeah. I suppose that's true.
1: Well, that's, and then there's always breath theory that we can talk about later. But
0: <laughs> taking a little break from this show to remind you again of our amazing presenting sponsor Cufflinks.com. They've been with us for over a year. And we're so proud to have them. So go out and support them. If you're a listener to any of our podcasts, take a moment right now, type in cufflinks.com slash DVR into that old web browser and you will arrive and you will be amazed happy, surprised at the amazing products that cufflinks.com has. You might think to yourself, Hey, I don't have an informal event coming up. You know, I'm not into cufflinks, but guess what? They have a lot more than that. Actually, I'm wearing a pair of star Wars socks that they sent me cufflinks.com is where it's at. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today.
1: Cool. There's something about these profiles. Um, I'm not a huge video gamer, but I know that I have seen and or played a couple of video games in the past where, when you select who your character is, you get a profile of, you know, kind of what we just just yeah. described. Uh, right? They call
2: it attributes. Would, would you? Yeah. Would, do you want to be uh-huh. the the villain? Do you want to be um, stronger? Do you want to be weaker? Do you because every Every attribute point you use, like you, you know, they would only give you, say, six. So you could put it all on agility, or you could put, you know, split it up agility, strength, uh, or
3: speed, or, yes. yeah. yeah.
2: So mm-hmm. th- that kind of is very f- much fits in. And that's another thing, we you know, I know, I remember previously, Axel and I talked about so much of this stuff plays like video games.
1: Yeah. Well, and even you go back to Maeve when she figures out, it's almost like, you know, pie in the sky. Are they even really hosts? Are these all people playing some uh, augmented reality video game? And <laughs> she found an Easter egg to wake herself up so she could adjust her settings. Do you know that? She found I mean? a cheat code. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, and even his therapy session with his five selves, it's like, Talk about like a, a level where you have to kill all your own demons <laughs> that are both you at the, at the end of the game. Welcome to the. Did she say welcome to the end of the maze or welcome to the end of the game? And he. Goes, end of your
2: game. I think she said the end of your game. And yeah.
1: Your, and he's always talked about it as a game.
2: And then he's. And then they add like the, the color, like the door that seems out of place. Like when you're in a game, the only place you would go to.
3: That line about the game, too, it was was something I was going to ask you guys, too. Is this still, you guys think, I kind of, I got that. I get this impression more and more that this is still the game that Ford said, this game is for you, William, last season.
1: (laughs) Whoa. Yeah, that was even the the
3: first season. Yeah, that was like the beginning, (laughs) because it was always, this game isn't for you, this game is for you. And I think it was the episode one, maybe, of last year, or last season, where he said, this game is for you. And I keep thinking, is this still part of his game? And that's when Dolores, I used to thought of that when you brought that thing up about Dolores saying, this is the end of your game. Does that, that's, I hadn't just, I hadn't tied that together till I was sitting alone with my thoughts in the tractor for the last 12 hours. But that's, <laughs> I, I thought yeah, that
1: was interesting. True.
2: I hadn't seen that brought, or hadn't heard anybody
3: bring that up yet. But
2: yeah, I mean, that's, it's it's wild. Like, is he, supposed to be working this stuff out like the, you know we know that his doctor committed suicide right after she read the thing and he was on his way into the other thing and then when Bernard comes you know they say oh they must have left you here that you know then uh, when they all either kill themselves or, or just quit and it's it, it makes you wonder is that even like really did that really happen was it done on purpose was were they let let in like it was it's it seems like a game like he has to figure stuff out he's still figuring things out why would he have to go through that process like is is that really going to heal him you know to to have that therapy session um or or was it more to go inside you know inner into your maze inside you like it was yeah it was more to confront him. Cause remember when he says, I know what I am, I'm the good guy. So mm-hmm. w- like, he's still playing something. He's playing a role.
3: And he said that after he's basically killed off all these other, what he sees as bad versions of himself.
1: Yeah. And he's like, I know what I need to do. And then we yeah. see him like when it comes back to them, he's like yeah. the shit out of, uh, you know, uh, Late twenties, early yeah.
3: thirties, William, <laughs> and the and the man in black is now the man in white too. It's there's a lot of stuff going on in that. Oh, I've, yeah. watched, I've, I've watched that scene yeah. like four times. It's just that scene blew me away. I yeah, love it. You're right
2: because even I think it was the, the uh, I don't know, twenties or thirties. William says says, oh, and what was supposed to look like you, or the kid yeah. says it maybe, and I'm like, I didn't really understand like what that was about except for. In, in the in the in the straight jacket but the white part is right well, like he's a white hat now it's why he and, thinks he's good
1: yeah.
3: and everybody in that even in the group session in the beginning i think all of the patients are wearing white and i think everybody yeah. else that's in there is wearing black like all the, oh, all, yeah, the right. yeah. all the orderlies all the therapists everybody all the employees there i believe are where i didn't go back and watch it to check all that but i think everybody else is wearing black
1: Black. I think the one female therapist, she was wearing a combination of black and gray, but it's still, yeah, still, still black. Um,
2: and then, you know, while we're there, you know, speaking of employees, um, I did find a little thing online that the the actor that played the guy who brought him into the, uh, into his therapy session was the same actor that played in season two, the one that that helped uh, that William saved Lawrence's life with, and also fed William some information on uh, the Confederado, and Lawrence's
3: whole family too. He was threatening to kill the whole family if I remember correctly. So one of one of the actual good things MIB has done in the park,
2: right now was it? And and if I recall, the guy was a bastard as he was bringing him into the room. So yep, like was it? On purpose that they use the same actor to happen to be a coincidence, but sometimes that happens. You know, a show likes someone and they'll just reuse them. Um, oh, it, you know, but now, this, this isn't is a show from the eighties. Yeah, they're not. This yeah, a <laughs> <of> show.
1: <laughs> this, this is, is not an where, LA Law. Not, yeah, it's not Days of Our Lives where Chris yeah. that comes back as Roman Brady.
2: <laughs> so <laughs>
1: it's recast as Roman Brady. So is Dolores?
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I, if if we take away the Whole world is a simulation. Is this place a simulation to fuck with William from Dolores' anger?
1: I, I just wonder if I'm still kind of like caught on this whole game thing because, okay, you lose a life, but you get back in the game and you look the same. Dolores found something that let her replicate herself five times in different bodies you know, Mave keeps getting these lives. Bernard might have endless lives since he's he's the only one that they can reproduce, or you, you know that they can make more of it. Just all seems to be very uh, all sorts of nuances of a video game. Now, if
2: it's, I saw up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B A select start, I would I would freak the hell out.
1: Um, so <laughs> that's the
2: that's the <laughs> actually, Konami. Actually, I'm- that's Contra, isn't it? Yeah, Konami so- code.
1: Did you notice? Okay, I need to go back and look at this door. The episode where Holoris gets William into the re-education center for the first time and he's in that room. Mm-hmm. On the door, there are different shapes. I don't know if there are arrows, Holy but shit. there's a sign. Um it's like a try I feel like it's a triangle then it's like a circle
3: oh man
1: um, okay well we'll have to discuss that maybe next week but there's something else there and the maze shows up everywhere it seems like in video games all sorts of icons will pop up here and there and it's like oh do you need to tap on that to collect something like you know a skill or a life or well that's that's
2: how video games work. Like they you know, especially like the older games like say like a Resident Evil where the graphics weren't bananas like they are now, you would notice like the bright red Scooby Doo brick that you gotta go push in or something. Um so that that's interesting. Now when you know speaking of games also when you're playing a video game right and and you get say uh new weapons or certain things, they now have modes where you can back out and just go it's called training modes so you can learn that skill you just learned or how to use that gun you just got and Mave, oh. Mave was uh-huh.
1: right in, in
2: the training yeah one of those training sequences and not only to hone her her new powers as far as um her martial arts skills and her fighting skills but sh- there was a bonus which is also in video games a bonus perk where uh, you know Justin had seemed to think that the bonus perk was being able to activate Hector when she wanted and to be yeah. able to to see outside of the simulation Now I'm not sure if she already had that in her and that was the bonus perk and she just figured it out but there still might be another bonus perk coming we don't even know about
3: Yeah. Another upgrade. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So so that to me, um, like just lends more of this gaming thing back to, back to what we're saying.
1: Yeah, Um, it does actually. And, you know, and she's going to get some other additional friends. We know it looks like Clementine is one of those, uh, hosts in that center where, uh, Holorus crushed Hector's pearl. Um, and where Dil- one of the Dolores pearls, I think it was probably the Martin pearl was there though. That was the one that was talking to Maeve. Cause it looked pretty damaged when, uh, Holoris. Yeah, took
3: I think that like, had, I think that had to be the Martin.
1: Yeah. Pearl. um, And then there's going to be another one because I think there were four there. So one was Maeve, one was Dolores, one was Clementine. Oh, one was Hector. Oh, maybe there were four. I feel like there's one more though. Yeah, there's there's
2: one more. Hector's finished. Now my initial thought was that Maeve, since she learned what she can do as far as like controlling, turning Hector back on, um, I feel like she's making another Maeve that has the ability to turn off or disable the function that Serac has that can turn Mave off. So if Serac turns a, origi- you know, his Maeve off that he can control, she's still good to go.
1: Maybe. I don't know why. And depending on who's controlling it, though, I don't think Maeve's controlling who she gets to bring back. Yeah, but she um, she
2: she went and altered the thing. It looked like she she was looked like she was toying with the all the settings from the outside from the inside. When she maybe. was, oh, that's interesting.
1: Maybe that could be. I kind of thought she was creating her own Bernard because he seems to be important in some way if he is the one that they but can it, keep remaking.
3: Isn't he important though, because of what's in a, in his pearl? I might be wrong on that. Oh.
1: though. oh, There's, that maybe he's carrying
3: the, the like gear. the the one that's still alive. Yeah, that he. Ha- I mean, I I don't know if that's it, but I don't because like when uh, who, was it Dolores or I can't remember who said it. Said we can't afford to lose you. I assume that they couldn't. They couldn't replicate whatever he has, whatever special oh. about Bernard.
2: Right, I think that was Martin Dolores yeah. that said
1: that.
3: Yeah,
2: you
1: got Oh yeah, you're the one that we can't. Free.
3: Yeah, we I can't, can't, can't afford to lose you. So I get when when he when he said that, I kind of took that as meaning if he if he dies, there's something something bad. They either can't replicate what he has, or something else is going to happen.
1: Yeah. Well, he's also kind of playing a game too, right? Yeah. He's got to figure things out on his own. And it, it's kind of wild
2: that for as important as Bernard is, he's really just, like, popped up a handful of times. That's I was
3: going to ask you guys about that, too, because we really haven't seen hardly anything of him. Yeah. One of these last two episodes has got to be Bernard Heavy.
2: Yeah, I would think so. Like, I, I sure like, hope so, anyways. You know, as far as going back to all those questions, like, he was the one that Dolores was asking those, you know, questions. What's your purpose? Why are you, you know, like he was the one working out with her to figure that stuff out. Yeah. Maybe, you know, there's a possibility he's like a better programmer. Maybe he has the key to, to making them like that, like having that, uh, maybe a condensed version of those years of questioning with, with Dolores.
1: So, that actually reminds me something that Ford said to both of them when Dolores met Bernard, actual Bernard for the first time that she recognized as Arnold Ford said, no, it's, it's not him. He goes, I've, I've had to keep you two apart all these years because when you're together, you know, I, I can't risk you being together. And even in this iteration, Dolores knows that she can't have him around her for whatever reason. That's another kind of like strange thing.
2: Tie it in with the constant questioning of his other self. Has Dolores tried accessing you? Has Dolores tried accessing you? Yeah. And the last time they were together they basically
3: destroyed Westworld. When they were in the Forge or I can't ever get the names right. When they were downloading the data and all that stuff that's when the craziness happened
2: last
1: yeah. season. Well, and you know, she and Arnold almost destroyed the park the first time too. Yeah.
2: Very interesting. It's just, and there's the fact that, you know, he's still a big part of of the whole scenario. Like, yeah. like like she obviously feels that there's something he needs to do. Now, was it to go rescue William? Like cuz her version of Martin sent them there. Yeah, you know, and like, what? Why would you have had Hale put him in there? And then, I guess we kind of figured out what the pinprick is because Hale says, after she sees his location, we have the you know uh, what we did worked or something like that. We we have the location. So, what, I, yeah, I
3: don't they, why they need him if they if they're the one that's uh, that sent him there in the first place
2: right and and, and is yeah, it and is them. it the same facility like did they move him or were they looking to get in that facility like is there more info in there it's 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 very very vague uh we don't know exactly where that facility they took him was the first time, but I think this one was in like Virginia or something like that.
1: Oh, I thought it was uh, Mexico. Mexico, yeah, you're, right. Uh, Mex- you're right.
2: Yep, Mexico, yep. yep.
1: Well, and it, it could have been the first one because I think at the end of last episode, Andy, you realized that uh, they had taken William to the re education. Oh, yeah.
3: Center. Yeah, the, picture, yeah the, the iPad showed the, yeah.
1: And I think, think, yeah, I think the reason that Dolores Martin, Dolores, whatever Maloris would have sent uh, those guys there is because uh, Stubbs and Bernard is because in the Ciroc episode, um, she says to him, it's, the secret if the secret gets out about what you've been doing here that's that's what's going to destroy humanity. And so I think she sent them there to and and maybe even just devise sending William there to begin with so she could find the place so she could get in and get data to expose to the world. So I think it's just another data gathering expedition really. It it could also truly be
2: that she needed William to figure himself out, like, yeah, and and correct himself to be the fucking um, to be the good guy. Like, maybe that's real.
3: Maybe she maybe he's got to
2: destroy, you know, Rehoboam, Sirach, and everything that's being done.
3: Maybe she needed him to be plugged into the the system like everybody else is.
2: It's crazy. Yeah. Now, yeah. When, when Hale was extracting the data, and then Serac says, "Oh, do you think it really get out of here?" What do you guys think? Do you think it got out? Because I, I feel like it did.
1: I think I, it did. Yeah, yeah I think Serac
2: I I was just like calling her bluff, kind of. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it did. Um, I mean, gosh, we've been talking so long, and we haven't even really talked about Holorus and I thought. Oh, hold on.
3: Before we do that, I wanted to say one thing about the Pearls. I almost Ooh, yeah, yeah. This, it's, it's a, uh, it kind of, there's a little bit of, and it, Hale is tied into this as well, actually. So this is definitely not as well thought out and eloquent as Brett's little th- great theories are. But as far as the balls, I still think, I do think Hector's body is going to be used. And I think she is going to, f- she's got all the facilities to make stuff there. I think she's going to make a size more Pearl and put him in Hector.
1: I was thinking that too. Because
3: Ford, he basically said, you're the guy I want to be. He would want to be in Hector, so he wouldn't have the rejection thing. I think it would be perfect.
2: That
1: would be, that would be cool. Be, that would be funny. But I love Sizemore so much. I feel like we miss yeah. his voice and his humor. Like I, that actor that plays Hector is great, but can he can he be Lee Sizemore? I don't know. It'd be funny, actually. I, I think yeah. they could, Hector's body and like Lee's voice coming out of him.
3: I still think they could still do some of the stuff like like they did last season near the end when Ford was appearing with uh, Bernard and Ford was like acting as Bernard. Oh like yeah, they could do something like that because I, I I can't imagine they're going to get rid of that actor because he's so great. Well,
2: and, and on top of that, you know, we realized he didn't freak out in that simulation which apparently kept going on while Maeve was not in it Um, and he still controlled his scientific ability to program so he almost has Maeve type abilities inside Mm. there because he programmed them to not look at him Um, and he was so calm about being aware and he even tried to calm Hector down
3: he's also a programmer he could come in very handy yeah the, uh, the One of the other thoughts I had is, because uh, I was trying to, th- trying to think of who could, who could be in that other body that was being printed, and we did see a guy, we saw one of the Doloreses that she knows is from Shogun World. I think somebody from Shogun World is a good possibility, too, being printed for Maeve.
1: Yeah, I think they've discussed um just like some things it, the the shogun version of Armistice, maybe. Um
3: yeah, to, there was yeah. her and then there was the other who's the uh who was that because the, the one that was like the, the other Maeve. She kind of bonded with her too, didn't she?
2: Yes, it was the the one who had the daughter also um yeah, and, and was like against the the shogun when they did the dance. And yeah. wasn't there like a Teddy
3: ver? Who was the other one? Was it a Teddy version or who was? I can't remember who was. Th- there was somebody else there too, where they like just sat and stared at each other. Who which- Who was that? Do you remember?
1: I think I it was sure the-, the other Hector version.
3: Oh, maybe it could be the other Hector too. Maybe that's who it was. I, I don't know. I thought that was it. just because she knows the, the one Dolores she definitely knows is out there is the one that, that's in, uh, I can't think of what his name is. Mahashi? Uh, Mihashi. And Sashi. I thought that could be an interesting, could be an interesting, another one to bring back. But the main theory I had out of this was that I, and this ties into Hale, is that I think Hale is going to join up with Maeve. And I think she also took the ball out when she left and a Martin ball. So they, she still yeah. has a ball. So I think she's going to. They're both, her and, or, excuse me, Hale and Maeve are both mothers that are both going to be pissed off because Dolores, I think she's going to, I think Hale is going to hold Dolores responsible, even if Dolores wasn't responsible. I think she's going to team up with Maeve and they're going to also have that Martin ball still because if, if that if that thing, if that thing uh, survived that explosion, it's going to survive that car fire too, I think.
1: For and sure, they, they will be yeah. able
3: to manipulate that that hail ball or that other that Dolores ball to torture her or get what information or whatever it is because I do think it is coming down to Dolores versus Hale or I mean, Dolores. You know, versus but
1: remember that version of Dolores is also the one that smashed her Hector to smithereens, so she might try and team up with Dolores. But well, I don't know yeah. how often Dolores is going to beat him. Like we'll probably see what a crispy. Yeah, um, that's and, and
3: if, Mabe, like, I, I forgot yeah. about the smashing of the uh, smashing of the pearl but yeah. I, I, I think they have co- some commonalities and like Is after yeah, showing up as a anakin skywalker clone might be enough to convince her that <laughs> she's going to change sides
2: not nah, it's it's very possible or somehow reprogram dolores because remember when she was touching when she was when maybe was inside the the simulation. She's like, oh, look what I can do again. You know, like, yeah, like she has some kind of ability. Maybe she, you know, messed with with the can mess with the Dolores ball. But also with that area being, uh, you know, still in use, we don't know how long you know she'll have access to that. Um, you know how because those those bodies seem to take a while to process. Um, yeah, but. You know, we, we we really don't know the downfall of what's going to happen inside Delos. Like, first we know the board is dead, and we know that, um, Serac was was a uh, simulation. Now, someone it might have been on on the midweek show brought up that was that even Serac or CERAC, was it yeah. was it Dolores simulating yeah. the Serac? Yeah, this
1: yep. is Brett's. Theory, basically. Mm-hmm. That Dolores has been the one holding Maeve in the simulation the whole time, that she's potentially simulating Sirach, which would also be very interesting because it means that the Mahashi pearl that is Dolores isn't really Dolores. It's a simulation of Dolores, and maybe that pearl is in someone else actually, or
2: that could be the fifth pearl. Yeah. Though. Because uh, we never got full... Well, I think Bre- I think Bret's theory, if I remember
3: right, was Serac had the pearl, wasn't it? Serac was the fifth pearl, isn't that what he said? Right,
1: yeah, yeah. so that's yeah.
2: the f- fifth pearl. So it could it could very well be. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely think there's a chance for that. You know, and it's like, uh, I think maybe it was Axel, or somebody said, like, Serac is so busy with all these other things, he's missing like, all these parts, like, he obviously is working on world relations, um, and, and different things, you know, if that's even really Sirak like, I, I just, it's hard, other than knowing that we saw a simulation Sirak take a helicopter or flying machine to Delos when they first took it over, when he first took it over, and then it not really being him, why, would it be even be him on that jet that went to, to uh, Brazil? You know, like why waste, if you could do that, why waste your time flying all the way to Brazil when you could just do that? Like I, I, I'm starting to question other than that scene where Serac took the gun out and shot the spy. I'm having a hard time believing Serac is even real.
3: Well, the—I well, mean, the yeah. Go, go ahead, Gina. Go ahead.
1: I, I was just going to say, well, he's the only person in this world that we've seen represented as a hologram, really. So that could be a point. For and it's sure. multiple
3: multiple times we've seen it too.
1: There so. was an yeah there there was an instance in when they were in the boardroom that he did lean up against the window. So there was weight bearing up against the window where for a moment, I don't think he was a hologram, but what's to say that he wasn't there in person and Dolores is the Ciroc hologram, right? Like it could be, that's how she could really be kind of gaming the real if if he's real and why we're seeing him in person sometimes, him in holograms and others. He did pick up that first did he he took the knife out of Maeve's hand that one time after he froze her so i do think that, that could there have been a simulation person.
2: as well a full simulation
1: it could yeah i guess it could have been cuz remember yeah, the first yeah, time yeah.
2: he brings her out he puts her in a simulation like he meets but, her in the simulation
1: yeah but he also wouldn't have needed to stop her really I don't know. But, I mean, well, he,
2: if he, if he's if trying want, to fool her, though, yes, he wants to get into her head, thinking that he, this he is real—the promise yeah. of the daughter. There's so many. Oh man, I feel well, like just when we got it figured out, like <laughs> just open this whole shit back up again.
1: Well, and there's something else we need to remember too, and this is why I think we've got Duane Sorox, is um, because Dolores stole all Liam, Liam's money, right? And Technically, Liam was a co-owner in Insight. Um, You know, Siroc was the one that had total control, but Liam was known as the head of that company, and Insight bought Delos. Was it Siroc with Siroc's money, or was it Dolores Ciroc with Liam's money? Oh, shit.
3: And if it wasn't Dolores, why did she even... Why, why does she have the money? Or what did she do with the money? I mean, it's, right. it's and odd that's, to even have that if it's not
2: being used. And they said it was all little microtransactions over a while. So maybe yeah, as she was taking money yeah. here and there, it wasn't, you know, just the same person. And then later on, they find out it was this untraceable person, Ciroc. And then Dolores gets all the information she can on Sirac, You know, like... That's exactly what you need to make a replicate.
1: And that's the thing too, that I think people keep bringing up time after time and they're like, no, this feels linear this time. It feels linear this time. Are we sure? Because none of the other seasons have been. Yeah, I, I think there's
3: a, I think there's a couple different timelines going yeah, on here. We just I haven't figured know. them out yet.
2: I think the first episode was very linear but then we, we come to find out the three-month gap. And I think that three-month gap is all the evidence we need to know that there's multiple things happening at different times. Yeah. Well, not multiple the things, other, but different, you know, we're seeing different sequences out of order. The other thing I was thinking is if uh,
3: if Ciroc uh, isn't real and it's being controlled by Dolores, then that would mean Dolores wants to kill all the hosts. Because that's kind of what Sterrox's goal has been. At least that's what he said. Is that he wants to he wants to kill all the host data and kill all the hosts because he doesn't want them around.
1: Well, that's why it's. The, I think there might be dueling Sterocks. I think we've got the real one, and I think we've got a Dolores controlled one.
3: I think that's a that's an interesting point too.
1: Damn! Yeah,
2: Expand it on, on Brett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it because, you know, none of these sound far out. Like, I, I haven't really, you know, maybe like the first couple episodes heard from anybody a tinfoil type theory. Like, where most of these avenues we're going down have, you know, validity to them. Like, there's explanation that could be why. And this show's done such a good job of leaving so many things to question yeah you know Justin brought up a, a good thing about uh the other day like if if Serac was creating a perfect world why would he need to create a, a child molester that I know, had the
3: same thing in my notes <laughs> that I was gonna bring that up that and, was a very good point
2: and it was a good point like like is it that there has to be some sort of chaos is it you know to keep order or is it to find is it people or you know think people that I will call them people people like that out there that Sarak has uh, not that's rebohem has been planting to sort of find outliers or 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 like you know maybe or do, uh, do do uh research
3: or uh Westworld had characters that were playing rapists and things like that future world would too
2: shit
1: yeah. Sorry,
2: I had to bring it back to him. Yeah, it, uh, it works.
1: Well, that's true. I mean, there's the whole Rico underground in this world too, which is not you know where crime is happening. So it's not I a mean, perfect world. It's another, and even another
2: the, game. The, the, and that was yeah. a game to keep the outliers at, in, in with stuff to do.
3: And even if you go back to the first episode with uh, young William that comes to the park for the first time, you have to choose to be a white hat or a black hat. I mean, Yeah. You could, why you want to choose to be that character if that was a character, but there's obviously bad characters in both of those things and good. So
1: in this game, kill this child molester now and get back your confidence and feeling of (laughs) self-awareness. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I can
2: see if, you know, if this was a giant simulation and outside of the simulation behind the massive keyboard is Logan, saying, fuck you, William. You want to fuck with me? You want to leave me out with those fucking guys to die? Guess what? I'm going to fucking put you through hell. Yeah. I mean, that's that's Tim Foley, but... I, I still miss Logan. Yeah, he was a fun kid Well,
3: maybe not fun, isn't the right word, but I, I enjoyed his character.
2: Yeah, he was a good... Uh, I Almost antagonist for William, the old William, to... to turn to MIB like
3: and, and almost in a lighthearted not lighthearted but in a more of a comedic way too. it that there's not a lot of comedic stuff around anymore
1: yeah.
2: oh man this is yeah. good stuff good stuff right here
1: so, um, go ahead
2: I'm, I was gonna say so what, what else you got here
1: um, well there's both a COVID connection and a game Connection in this, uh, like, uh, in this episode, which was uh, there's a a jigsaw puzzle, and uh, I guess it's Jake's coffee table, Haloris's partner coffee table, and you know, jigsaw puzzles are all the rage right now because. You know it's a good thing for families to do without fighting, I guess, and to help pass the time, like they're sold out all over the place. Mm-hmm.
2: This is this is their Starbucks coffee cup sitting in it, right on the table.
1: <laughs> 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 they just put it in there, put yep. it in, afterwards. they're like, Oh,
2: do this now, just put it in. All right, great idea. But then
1: also, the puzzles it's you know, maze is it's a puzzle, but oh, it's also a game, puzzles mm-hmm. are you know considered a game and so uh it kind of wraps back up into all our, our game conversation and if you yeah. do
2: a puzzle like most normal people you put the outside together first and work your way in
1: oh inner journeys it's, it's just
2: saying
3: you know when you were just talking about the games way back and it, this thought just occurred to me, too. Way back when we first, I think on one of our first shows, we had just talked about impressions that we had of what this new world looked like and things that were missing and things that aren't. It, it might It's probably nothing, but talking about games, you never see anybody that has any type of sports apparel, sports team stuff, no baseball hats, football jerseys, none of that stuff.
2: Just a helicopter tour T-shirt. That's I and mean, like really nobody wearing logoed or advertisement clothes.
3: Oh. I mean
2: – yeah, Everything's plain. I mean, other than that cool shirt, um, yeah. that uh, Marshawn Lynch had that had his feelings, but everything else, you're right, is very drab. Like, I'm thinking of like shows like Blade
3: Runner or even things like Mad Max, people are always wearing stuff that's got advertisements on it, or teams, or their favorite actors, or whatever. I mean, it's and
2: I don't know. in most futuristic shows or movies we've seen. It's always very clean attire, like like a full bodysuit, like in Star Trek, and, and just mm-hmm. things that aren't corporate based. Uh, it's interesting. I don't think there's anything there. It was just a no, it, something it might, what you said jogged my memory. It might be. I mean, that's part of the thing, you know, like maybe it's that's future. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That is interesting. Um, I don't know. I also put in here. I really dislike War World, and I'm not sure why. Because I'm interested in World War II history and things like that, but maybe it's just one of those levels of a game that's really annoying that you just can't wait to get past.
3: Well, what are the things? I, I- Go ahead, you Andy. okay? I was going to say one of the things that I uh, that when I saw that in the notes that kind of I made a little connection in my mind is the the Nazis and all that stuff. Is that, that somehow tied to the fact that one of those big disturbances was in Berlin, and we've never been to Berlin or seen it? Ooh.
1: That is really interesting. Ooh.
3: I, I thought that that can't be a coincidence that they did that.
2: Ooh. Well, I don't know what it means, but I was like, I was like, what, 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 how? Oh, yeah, I don't know. You guys one, have any ideas? <laughs> one of the other things I noticed about War World in the all the times we've been there especially from the first uh what do you call it uh stinger scene with with Maeve is that you behind the all the buildings are very close mountain ranges and it doesn't look very developed like it's it looks like a training ground like it's just a small mm-hmm. simulation like Maeve was probably never meant to get past that you know while unless Sorak allowed it so it was almost like like a loop just keep doing it over and over and all you see is the building Maeve comes out of then that little tunnel area where she walks through and the the soldiers are there but the whole like um Yeah, it has square. kind of a strip downfield. Yeah, that square is and, just yeah. is just a few buildings and behind it, like I said, it's very close mountain ranges. Like where we know when we saw other spots in in the original West World, the the um the world was so vast. Like you could mm-hmm. see far behind the towns. You mm-hmm. could see far out. So this is this could be a limitation or you know, just like strictly a one level part of the game that practice field. Yeah. Yeah, practice field. Right. Very interesting.
1: That is interesting.
2: But I mean I I kinda dislike World World anyway just because it's it's boring. Um I'm I'm not a huge fan of Nazis either, but (laughs) that's just me. Well
1: I'm not but I am um, them down which is why like I love that show Band of Brothers was amazing and, oh my
2: gosh that was amazing yeah
1: um, yeah I'm into, I'm into that kind of stuff but um,
2: yeah I don't really have a real
3: strong feeling on War World one way or the other it's I thought it was neat the first time they were there but now when they're there I'm like eh whatever I, it's, I just kind of wait for the next scene <laughs> I do
1: think War World is a clever idea for a park though because you could yeah. change the war After several years, and it could still be war world. Whether it's World War One, two, you can play with that. Or the
2: perpetual war we've been in since two thousand three. Whatever, either whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) I would, I would like spy world and be like you know, like what Mave. It seemed what Mave was her original intent. Yeah, like James Bond. Yeah. Yeah, James Bond world. Yeah, I would too.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. So, who do you guys think won the week?
2: You go well? first. You, you, oh, yeah. Jesus, yeah. go ahead. Lay it oh, down.
1: I think William won because it's not every day that you kill your four other selves and come out of it <laughs> feeling like a better man. And as, uh, as 20s, 30s, William says as he's getting the shit kicked out of him, he says, I was the best of you. He's like, were you? <laughs>
3: <And> so, <laughs>
1: that was that great. Like, classic. Like, I thought, this is it takes a lot to be that self-aware, whether it's your demons or yourself or you're in a simulation to be like, I'm going to kick the shit out of you guys and make you go away (laughs) forever because you don't represent who I am anymore. I gave it to him.
2: I mean, that's a, like a psychotherapist dream to have a machine like that, Um, but he, he (laughs) conquered it. You know, I, I, it, it seemed like, you know, maybe if, if the, what Bernard said was correct. And those, uh, tech techs and psychologists stayed around, they would have brought that on a lot slower, but it just, you know, leaving him there. And, and we didn't get a time frame of how long he was in there. You know, right. it, it just could have been, you know, a plan or him just being that strong of a person. To, to, to do that and to realize that that fast because he's been quote-unquote playing games for the better off of like 40 50 years
3: well I, I don't I don't think he was in there very long because I, I think somebody was saying they thought he could have been in there a while but the reason I don't think he was in there very long is that when Stubbs and Bernard
2: show up they're still wearing their party clothes <laughs> I mean you think they were going to a haberdashery to change well probably not but
3: but like Bernard is still like looks like he just stepped out of the stepped out of the ball or something.
2: So He's classy, so bro. He's a classy guy. Uh,
3: he is class, especially with that shaved head. All of us classy guys shave our heads. So. That's right. Cla- <laughs> my uh, my winner of the week is Hale, and I thought she was awesome in the or Hale bot, and Tessa Thompson both were just awesome. The action was awesome. Her elevator Captain America fight, her calling the riot bot out, Her escaping the flaming car, Terminator 2 style. I just, I thought she won. She was, and I think, I still think she's going to turn on Dolores. So that's,
2: I've, Hale is my choice. Hell yeah. I like that one. (laughs) I picked Maeve because Maeve like grew the most in this episode and Maeve, we don't know her intentions to either join up or fight back or whatever it. Be, but she basically Neo'd the shit out of that system. So, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I I loved I loved
1: how Mave just took control.
2: Yeah, she was
3: awesome in this episode too. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it was. I mean these these were the key three people because I gave MVP to to both Maeve and Halebot together. And
2: no, no Dolores this week.
1: Yeah, she yeah, finally
2: but- got pushed out.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> well,
2: kind of. Yeah, because yeah. I guess it's still Dolores, I suppose. I, at this point, though, I'm not so sure. Yeah,
3: I, I think I that... Think she's shifted. Yep.
2: Yeah, they they all, even we saw it in Martin. Martin was shifting as well. Like, these merging... Uh, mer- merges aren't supposed to happen. And I thought it, it was... Oh, Spanish, Yeah, no, sorry. just, like, seeing that, like, actually happen with... Hale's emotions taking over and concern for uh, her man and calling him. And that's how Serac found out. Like that's that says a lot about not following protocol and not being Dolores.
1: It does. But, you know, Dolores is aware of that and it doesn't seem to bother her. She's like, well, our, our paths have, have, you know, have changed us. And she doesn't seem to be disturbed by that or, or trying to control it which I thought was very interesting and you know I think Jenny said it and I completely agree that you know hailbot is the best of hail and the best of Dolores combined mm-hmm. um, you know Dolores made hail more human than hail really was which I think is fascinating
3: yep the uh one of the things when you were saying about how they're kind of melding together people I thought it was interesting that the host seemed to be melding where William basically seems to be shedding off his parts and becoming a I thought that was an interesting I don't know what's the word juxtaposition maybe
1: yes yeah
3: so I, I thought that was kind of a interesting that's why William was my MVP because William the the scene and Ed Harris specifically Ed Harris I thought that scene in the with him and the multiple Williams, I think is one of the best scenes of the entire series. I thought it was just amazing. William is, yeah, I, just William, <laughs> Ed Harris.
1: Okay, can we talk for a minute? I just had an idea. So we think there are five Dolores Pearls, right? And there, yep. there are five Williams? Whoa. That can't <laughs> be a non coincidence.
3: Not at all.
2: Whoa! <laughs> I
1: love
2: don't know. it. Okay. Yeah, but that wasn't it. Oh, I was in a simulation. In a simulation. In a simulation. In a simulation. This is some Inception shit right here. This is ah, because I I w- I mean, if that was real, you would have when they pulled the glasses off him, you would have seen because he was still sitting in that chair. You would have seen bodies around them. Like I, I mean, I like it. The stretch, well, I but st- I still don't. I, don't, I still don't think. I think it's still a hallucination. But I think it. it it's more that the five
3: Williams are all in Williams' head. The five Dolores' are not in her head, and they're all split apart.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just more the symbolism of the yeah. five. Right.
2: Yeah. So he doesn't actually have like a lot of balls.
1: No, it's it's just. Oh, yeah.
2: you, Gina, you walked right into it. Forget it. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs>
1: He doesn't have a lot of balls anymore, but it, you know, he he had a lot Apparently he's got, he, apparently he he's got he
2: fingers back.
1: <laughs> in in that iteration, yes, he had all his fingers.
2: <laughs> oh boy. So who do you have, Gina?
1: Oh, I said it. Uh, Maven oh, I'm Maven i Oh, sorry. For That's
2: right. Potential. Yeah, you are. it's up to me now, right? Yeah yeah, 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 it is. All right. Well, I'm going Hailbot for the MVP because Uh, or Shaloris, Shaloris. however um, these names are being used, but she was totally kick-ass for not only doing the mission that she was tasked for main Dolores or prime Dolores, Dolores Prime, but then when she fought that amazing fight against all the, the... uh, soldiers or, or guards of the of the building, um, and then when she took the jacket off, and <laughs> she was like all arms and, and the tight shirt with the with the nice white clean pants, I was like, my jaw was hanging because I just love the beauty of Tessa Thompson, but she was just badass, and then on top of the badassery. She had feelings, she cared for her family, she wanted to do the right thing, and gets blown up, and then crawls out of that shit with a vengeance, so I, she definitely, in my eyes, was the MVP, she did a lot to do with uh, growth and fulfillment. Yeah, yeah I don't think I don't think you can
3: argue with any of our choices on these. All of these here, it's like you said, these are the clear winners of the show. Yeah, <laughs> MVPs. Yeah, yeah. awesome episode.
2: <laughs> it really was, it, 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 and it might be one of those episodes that you know, when when it's over, this might be like the pinnacle episode of actually explaining things that we were asking because mm-hmm. we, you know, we might find the answer out in the next two episodes but this is the one that that puts all the the jigsaw puzzle pieces out oh. on the, on the table.
1: Like a you.
2: Yeah, you know, tying it back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like it.
2: But yeah, this was good. This was really really a great conversation. Um I love that you know, we get to feed off the other theories that have come out <laughs> Brett <laughs> and uh <laughs> You know, it just—it just, you know, I—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm babbling here because I'm getting incoherent from my decoherence. But uh, I loved it. I can't say more about it.
3: Yeah, just, just a fantastic episode, and it was, I. I this was episode two where I'd going into the, like going into our recording tonight, I barely have any notes that I took by myself. Cause I, I mean, there was so much of it was just great action and great scenes. I didn't, I was wondering how long we were going to be able to talk, but it was, we really, I don't know. So it was a great conversation tonight. I yeah. really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. We always find more things to talk about as yeah. we talk about it, which is kind of cool. cool. And so. we,
2: we, I think we're getting good at feeding into each other. So I think that helps. And we do have, a host who puts together these phenomenal notes. So, mm-hmm. thank you, Gina.
1: Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. No problem. And uh, Tim, do you want to take us out? And do you want to give a spoiler for for next week in uh, terms of uh, our show?
2: Yeah. Well, we uh, we have a you know what we've uh, put together in the laboratory. Uh, we're still programming. You know, the initial programming and getting the attributes up. But we think we will have uh, a co host on the show to join us. And it might be, uh, you know, it might be Ford, might not be, might be W. Axel Foley, which it will be and that's a surprise. <laughs> I know it was kind of weird the way I brought that in and, and I just hope hope nobody's <laughs> laughing at me like you guys are. But, it, fit, it fits perfectly with the rest of our show, Tim. So. That's right. But yeah, so we got Axel. He's going to be coming to join us because he misses talking to the cleanup techs that he has You know, really talked one-on-one the previous seasons and now he gets to talk to all of us in the same show. So welcome him in next week and hopefully he'll be on the uh page and the internet's getting on the hype train because he you know kind of loves to hype up when he's going to be on something (laughs) but anyway (laughs) you know until (laughs) next week everybody say howdy to your moms for us
1: all right okay cool hello 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 all right. Okay, cool.
0: Hello, hello, hello.
1: Cool.